Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're going to change things up a little bit today. Normally we do Colts first, then Indiana basketball or something else. Today we're going to do Indiana basketball first because Indiana basketball is in absolute peril. What we saw this weekend, what we saw Saturday, is Indiana lost at home to Penn State is troubling beyond my ability to describe, but we're going to try. We'll talk about how this roster is poorly built and poorly managed. That's not a good combination. We're going to talk about the Colts, though. Five targets that we saw at Senior Bowl practices and then the Senior Bowl itself. The Colts, they got two positions of pretty important need, as you would guess, because they were 9-8, and eight, finished outside the playoffs. You got to get to the playoffs to consider his season some kind of a success. This was not a success for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk a little bit about Purdue. They got a win yesterday, a big win on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin was the sixth-ranked team in the country. For Purdue to go into Madison and get that W, that is really, really A nice win. And the Pacers, they got a win last night at Charlotte, winning on the road. Not easy. And so we congratulate the Pacers, despite the fact that Charlotte stinks on ice. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, February 5th, 2024, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Listen, the Chiefs and 49ers get gearing up for an epic showdown in Vegas you got a front row seat with my bookie. Whether you're aiming to cash in on the big game or just looking to have a good time with friends, my bookie brings a true Vegas experience straight to you. With a huge selection of pregame bets, you can wager on everything from the opening coin toss to the color of Taylor Swift's sweater. My bookie is a platform that offers something for everyone. You don't need to be a pro to turn sports and pop culture knowledge into real cash in your wallet. Sign up, make your first deposit today using promo code KENT and choose from a variety of welcome offers to find one that suits your play style. You've got option. If you're itching for a sports book and casino that amplifies the thrill and maximizes your winnings, my bookie is your MVP. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. My bookie. There you go. Um, hey, we're going to give away a jersey today, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. All right, I opened the jersey. I got it on Friday afternoon after Inside Sports Now with Kent Sterling. And uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't want to wait till Monday to open it. I was excited to open it, and guess what I opened? Okay, this will explain everything. This is a, uh, a jersey from uh, U.S. women's national team, national soccer team, Kristen Press. Now, a lot of people don't like the U.S. Uh, women's national team. I, I don't necessarily agree with them. I don't care about politics. I care about sports. I didn't like the results of last year's uh, World Cup. I, I, the United States women's team didn't play well, so I didn't like it. 
Uh, however, other people really don't like that team for a variety of other reasons. So I want this to go to somebody who's going to enjoy it. So what you got to do, all you got to do to enter is send me a DM on Twitter. You got to do it on X. I don't want to sift through Facebook and, and IG. I just want it to go to somebody whose daughter, who yourself would appreciate it and enjoy it. I don't want to send it to somebody who would not. So send me a DM on X. Tell me about the person, a little bit about the person who, who's really going to enjoy it. And uh, the person who kind of moves my heart most, they're going to get it. And we'll do that this afternoon. So do it today. Send me the DM today. All right. Uh, make sure and subscribe to this channel. Make sure, give it a thumbs up. You know, that's the like. It's a polite thing to do. You watch a video, you enjoy it, give it a thumbs up. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. Let's get going. Let's talk about Indiana University basketball. Absolutely terrible and an 85-71 loss to Penn State. Penn State on the year ranked 305th in the country in three-point shooting. On Saturday, throw all of that out the window. They hit 12-22. They were really good. They pressed Indiana. They made Indiana uncomfortable with that press. They hit shots. They rebounded relatively well. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They looked to be the better coach team and the better-built roster. And that should never happen with Indiana. You know, somebody on Twitter, uh, X, shared with me the rankings, the top 20 rankings of all teams from 1998 through present day on Ken Palm. Indiana, nowhere to be found in the top 20. Indiana's just not very good. The, minus 2002, minus 2013, they haven't been too very good. And they're really not good this year. And this year, this is Mike Woodson's roster by and large. He is responsible for the poor construct of this roster. He is responsible for the poor leadership of this roster. You cannot lose. If you're a third-year coach at Indiana, you can't lose to Penn State at Assembly Hall. You can't allow him to score 85 damn points at Assembly Hall against Indiana. You just can't. And then he said in the post-game media availability, he said, I'm not going to throw any guys under the bus. Anytime somebody says, I'm not going to throw my guys under the bus, they're getting ready to throw their guys under the bus. However, he really, he, he, while he does, uh, he, he says uh, they just didn't perform in the second half. They were flat as hell. And I don't think Mike Woodson did a damn thing about it. There's got to be a consequence for bad activity if you want that bad activity to change. And Mike Woodson is unable or unwilling to bring about the negative consequence of playing poorly to that roster. And so what happens? Nothing happens. Here, here's what Indiana is right now. Indiana is a team filled with guys who want to go to the NBA who are interested in building their body and building their game to succeed in the NBA. They're not coming to Indiana to win games, win championships. That's what Mike Woodson says he's all about. That is not what this program's all about under Mike Woodson. It's about aggregating talent, building that talent, and sending that talent to the NBA so that more talent, similar talent, comes to Bloomington. They don't fit together, and they will lose more often. 
I think Trey, Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, they were about something a little bit different, and they held that roster to account for bad behavior or bad play. As a result, they won. This team doesn't. There is a complete lack of leadership on the roster. There's a complete lack of leadership in the head coach's office. And somehow, someway, within the last year of all of this predictable mess, Mike Woodson got a million-dollar raise. How the hell is that possible? Who is in charge of the money within Indiana University Athletics? Was this a raise given by Quinn Buckner from the Board of Trustees? Was this a raise given by Scott Dolson? I don't know. But I know this. It's not being earned. And it doesn't appear that it's going to be earned by Mike Woodson and his staff to the extent that his staff shares in that bounty. This is a bad basketball team filled with talented players who don't fit together, who don't play passionate basketball or play basketball passionately, and they don't play with any kind of tactical rationality. So if you watch if you watched Purdue and Wisconsin yesterday, you saw two teams that I think objectively you can say have less talent but have far worse results. Who do you point to to fix that? Do you allow the person who created this mess to fix this mess? And if you don't, who do you bring in? That's a question. Look, when you hire a guy in his 60s to fix a program and you give him a lot of money from a place where he wasn't making a whole lot of money, what do you get? You likely get a guy who wants to make a whole lot of money. Similar to Indiana players. What do they want coming to Indiana? They want a lot of money, either in NIL or in future earnings in the NBA, in Europe, wherever. They want to build their game to, their, to its potential individually. And so individually, they improve. As a collective, squadouche, nothing. You don't see anything that resembles coherent basketball. So how do you fix it? Can anybody in their right mind fire a guy owing him every single dollar? <laughs> Similarly to like Tom Allen, you owe every dollar. This is year three of a six-year deal. And until the end of year four, you owe Mike Woodson everything promised in that contract. And that's $4 million a year. And you look like stooges who don't know how to hire people. Because what you got is a coach who can't coach at the college level. You can argue that Mike Woodson had a really successful uh, coaching career in the NBA. He was good with the Hawks. The Hawks kept getting better under Mike Woodson. The Knicks, they played pretty well under Mike Woodson. But you know what? This doesn't look like it's fixable. And this doesn't look like anything that's going to improve over time. So we'll continue talking about it. Indiana visits Columbus and Ohio State, who's reeling. They've lost six of their last seven, so we'll see. Uh, a lack of push coming to a lack of shove, and, and we'll see who kind of plays worse, right? And the team that plays less bad will win tomorrow night, which is kind of the story for Indiana basketball. 
Uh, Purdue, they beat Wisconsin yesterday, 75-69. Really good game, fun game to watch. Lance Jones with 20. Matt Painter doesn't go into the transfer portal often, but when he does, wow, Lance Jones from Southern Illinois, really, really good and really fits. That's what happens when you build a culture. You build a culture, you understand the culture, you recruit to the culture, you bring a transfer in who fits the culture, and all of a sudden, the guy's scoring 20 at Wisconsin, leading you to a win when you've also got college basketball's best player on your roster in Zach Eady. All right, here are five potential targets from the Senior Bowl that the Colts may look at. And really, this is four they may look at, and one they absolutely will not. Uh, Quenyon Mitchell... He's a cornerback. He's from Toledo. He looked really good. I, guys were running routes, and he was running the routes right with him. You talk about sticky coverage. Quenyon Mitchell was really, really good all last week at the Senior Bowl. Ran every rep, rep at practice like, man, it mattered to him, and that's something that the Colts want. He, he's not big and tall. He's six feet, but that ain't bad. Uh, Ballard kind of likes his corners tall. He likes his wide receivers tall. That'll come up in a moment. Jarvis Brownlee, a cornerback out of the University of Louisville, might be one of those guys downdraft, day three, if he's still on the board, that the Colts might target. Uh, the question about Brownlee is speed. We're going to find out at the, at the combine what kind of speed that he has. Uh, he's a great tactician. Might fit Ballard's love. Of corners down draft, like I said, he's six feet tall as well. Mad Max Melton out of Rutgers, a cornerback. Uh, watching the practices, he was really competitive and fast, just not crazy quick. And and that kind of fits with with what Ballard likes. He isn't very tall. He's he's five eleven, but he's got really long arms. So that's something. He likes long armed corners. Ricky Pearsall. Uh, wide receiver out of Florida, he's six one, so kind of doesn't fit the jersey as as Ballard likes it. But a guy who played for a year with Anthony Richardson, so there's not going to be that big a learning curve as as he and Pearsall would find their way together. Um, but might be a day two guy, which is that's kind of in in uh, Ballard's kind of that's where he likes to target wide receivers and cornerbacks for that uh for that matter. Uh Pearsall might be a guy that he looked really good. He looked like he could run routes, gain separation, all that stuff, good sticky hands. Um then Jamari Thrash is a wide receiver out of Louisville. Uh not tall, six feet tall. Uh still like him. He's he's four five at forty, but I still like him. Um Ballard won't take him because he doesn't feel kind of he not looking for a slot guy, right? And and that's why they're not likely to take somebody else. The Colts gonna do what the Colts do. Let's talk about the Pacers, you know. And we'll continue to find out more about these guys as they participate in the combine. And we talk to them, we hear from them, we watch their forty, their workouts. We try to figure out who's somebody that like we'll try to predict what Ballard will look for in somebody. That's what you have to do when you're talking about Chris Ballard. And we know what traits he likes at certain positions. And we know the two positions that are of need if the Colts are unable to sign Michael Pittman Jr. If they don't 
sign Michael Pittman Jr. or franchise him, you know what? You're going to have to find a really good wide receiver. Then it, that does open up the first round for a wide receiver in the draft if one of the good ones drop to 15 because you'll need one. What you'd rather have is you franchise Pittman, negotiate an extension, and then you, you use 15 or, or you trade back from 15 to go get a couple of corners, a corner and a wide out. you got to build the outside of this roster because the outside of the roster, the exterior, not very good. And the defensive secondary is terrible. So uh, what are you going to You're going to go get a safety? I'd rather they – look, you can sign a veteran free agent safety to play reasonably well. You know, they did that with Rodney McLeod. They've done that with Mike Adams. That was the previous era. That's what you can do. Let's celebrate some oh, uh, Pacers. Yeah, 115.99. Pacers win. Halliburton in 20 minutes. Next up, Rockets tomorrow night at Cambridge. There you go. Let's celebrate some birthdays. The great Jim Chubbs Preby celebrating a birthday. Happy <laughs> Julie screaming for, for, for Chubbs. <laughs> it makes me laugh. It'll make like three people laugh. But, then, you know, we play to a... A, a tight audience. Uh, Dan Duncan, happy birthday. Bill Cleveland, um, Paige Belinner, happy birthday. Randy Broadus, Keith Goralski, and Jeff Cornelius, happy birthday. Remember, for this autographed jersey from Kristen Press, look at that. Very, very nice. Send me a DM. I'm not going to pull a name from the, uh, from the prize bucket because there are some people who watch these who are subscribers to this channel and Two Big Brains, who would not appreciate a jersey from Kristen Press. I want to give it to somebody who's going to enjoy it. Send me a DM on X. Explain why somebody in your life would enjoy it. Explain why you would enjoy it. I'll send it to you. It's that easy.